Hey everyone, welcome back to a Rocky Star Podcast. I'm Brian Argot. On a Rocky Star Podcast, I bring on guests from all around sports to talk about their journey to sports. And I also want to hear from the show fans. If you guys are listening, I want to know where from. I want to hear uh, what sports you're interested in and maybe some feedback for the show. You can hit me up at brianargot at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at Brian Argot. I will get back to you and I would love to hear from you. Today I have on a good friend of mine. His name is Jair Brooks Davis. He's a radio personality over at Hofstra University and he, Jair is one of the most humble people I've met in the sports industry to date. This guy is awesome and I'm glad to bring this interview with Jair Brooks Davis. What was the first moment in sports that really made you be like, God, I want to do this career. I want to, uh, this is what I want to do for life. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go with a couple stories. Actually, I was, when I was in eighth grade, I started at a new school and that school year was 2011 to 2012. And that's when the Cardinals played against the Texas Rangers in the World Series. And I recall it was like eight, it was like an eight, seven game or something like that, like one run game. I remember David Freeze and 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 I think even before David Freeze, there was that, you know, the was Cardinals that, were down. Was that the pull hole three run home run game? Was that the is that the one you're talking about? I'm not. I'm. I'm not too sure about the pool three run three home three run home run game, but it was, it was like it was the game. It was game six when the Cardinals were down by one. They had two outs in the in the bottom of the ninth, and the Rangers couldn't shut the door, and they tied up the game, and then then it ended with David Freeze's home run, and then the Cardinals won game seven against the uh, against the Texas Rangers. And I remember I was going to school. My, I had a first period math class. I was telling my 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 math teacher. I'm saying prof, I was about to say professor because I'm because of college and I'm used to being professor. <laughs> I remember telling my my first period math teacher all about it. And by the time parent teacher co- uh, conference came up October November, he was just telling my mother about how much of a about how much of a baseball fan I am. So we so it was um I'm. Like my mom always talks about that story, but then, you know, as I was getting closer to going to college, I wanted to go into college at the time, trying to be a civil engineer because I also have a a big thing. I'm I'm a big traveler. I I enjoy aviation and I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to help, you know, sort of construction on like, you know, planes and stuff like that. I wanted to like give them ideas, but I remember I was driving, must have been a Saturday, and it was my mom's green old Subaru. My dad's also, he, oh, my, my mother, she, she, and we were getting ready for college. You know, we we're having like those, like, like the, the talks about college. What, what do you, what do you want to do? What do you want to study? And I was telling her about the engineering thing. And she said, Jair, let me tell you something. You don't like to study. You don't like <laughs> to study. You don't like to read books. What you like to do is that, you like to to sit down, eat a snack, and you like to watch all different kinds of games. You know, I, I could be on the phone with Mrs. Tyson, and Mrs. Tyson, she's a family friend of of ours. You like to sit on a couch. I, I could be on the phone, and I and all I hear is screaming. And you know, 
I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, this boy of mine. And you're always yelling at the TV and I have to tell you to calm down. You know, you should consider communication or something sports related, something television related, because you have a lot of memory about certain games. And I remember, you know, Mr. Andre, whom was my, my eighth grade math teacher. I remember him telling you about, or telling me about, you know, how much he knew the game and what happened in that ninth inning. And then, and when the Cardinals tied it up and David Freeze's home run. So that was another moment of me when I said, you know, maybe I should really like try and go for this. Wow. So you could thank your first grade teacher and then you could thank your mom for putting on the track. Yep. And it's interesting because a lot of moms, uh, they're like, you want to work in sports, haha. Like, you know, it's crazy. Like, yeah, you, you just go off and be a civil engineer. It sounds a lot more uh, secure. And parents are, you know, they're always thinking about security instead of uh, chasing your dreams. And I, uh, I applaud your mom for putting you in that situation because it's a real eye opening, right? Yeah. She, she, you know, to this day, she still supports me as I'm looking out for, for, you know, graduation uh, of getting my master's. She's always telling me, you know, I, you know, keep on applying to different MMJ jobs, sports, uh, MMJ jobs, all that kind of stuff. She's, you know, she's very supportive of me going for what I really want to go for. And I mean, she taught, and when it comes down to the baseball thing, she, she taught me the game. She did. She did. <laughs> How did she do that? She did. So outside it's, it's like not necessarily, but growing up, we, she used to throw underhand to me and, you know, like those plastic bats and like, you know, wiffle balls and stuff like that. Of course. <laughs> and, and I used to sometimes draw like, you know, 11 or like you know 31 because i'm a mets fan so let's say go, 2004 go, go mets i'm yep. a mets fan too man. yep yeah yep. like mike piazza he was 31 when he was with the mets yeah. ramon castro he was number 11 if i'm not mistaken ramon castro that's a throwback right there Cliff Floyd <laughs> was number 30 uh and this is like let's this is like 2004 this is like the earlier 2000s but I used to, you know, impersonate them when I used to go up to bat and I always used to hit it, hit the ball into the bushes. After a while, I was hitting line shots so hard and my mom was just like, okay, I can't pitch to you anymore because I'm afraid <laughs> I'm gonna get hurt. Yeah. Yeah, she was like, uh, before I take, man, that's, that's uh, so funny. I, re I remember those big bats when you were a kid, like those big plastic bats and those things would make such yep. a loud noise. You would hit it maybe like 20 feet, but you're like, this is the best feeling ever. <laughs> yes it is or you know what it is oh man so like uh you know fast forward a little bit you know now you like you mentioned you're at Hofstra what um before all that man like what was like uh, your first uh job in the industry or like even gig I, I saw you were a sideline reporter what'd you do there so I went to Curry College for undergrad graduated high school in 2016 went to Curry College in 2016 was a freshman, then I was a sophomore, obviously. I was, an, I was actually an RA as a sophomore. Then I get into my junior year, I got my first internship actually at BCAM TV. But while I was there, yeah, I didn't, I don't, that, that part is a little bit hidden for me, to be honest, that part is, that part is really hidden. Um, I, was a, I was an intern there. And then while I was there, I knew a lot of guys that played on the hockey team at Curry College. And at the at the career fair, my sophomore at the end of my sophomore year, 
the, um, the, the coach had a lot, had a, he had a, he had a table and he was advertising the team. And I knew a lot. And as I said, I knew a lot of people on the team and I was you know, wondering like, you know, could that be an opportunity for, for myself to do sideline reporting, to, you know, get it a little bit more active, if, if anything. So yeah, I started out as a sideline reporter. I, in all fairness, looking back on myself, didn't know what I was doing 100% of the time. Just thought, hey man, I'm a reporter. But it, at the, but I, I, I didn't understand, and I didn't have a lot of respect for the journalistic aspect of, right. of you know, of what you're really doing. So yeah, I started out as a silent reporter. Some interviews were decent. Some interviews weren't good. Some interviews were, were good. Some interviews were pretty bad. Looking back on myself, but I can laugh a little bit. It's just like you know, you learn. Like you know, I learned. So yeah, I started out as a sideline reporter. Um, games were on Fridays and Saturdays. So you know, we could have. So let's say we were playing Western New England University. It could be. Friday we're at home at the time my freshman no my, my not my freshman my junior year my first year with the team my first year it could be Friday we're going to play Western New England at home and then Saturday we would play or Curry would play Western New England at Western New England and it, it would uh and I would do the home game because at the time they didn't you know I was new I was fresh I, I wasn't going on the road. And then, you know, then the next week, if we played Salve, we could play Salve on the road on that fr on a Friday, and then we could play Salve at home on a Saturday. So yeah, sideline reporter. And then at the same time, as I said before, I had my internship and I was doing, you know, little shows on myself, talking about sports, getting panelists uh, at the time. But yeah, sideline reporter, but it, th that this was my first year. Yeah, yeah. And and I was not, and I and looking back on what I know now versus myself then, and with the opportunities that Curry College had, I did. They called Curry would is Curry didn't have journalism. They had communication, but journalism to me is a more in depth aspect towards what you see on television. Like Curry was like, you know, you do communication, you do television. Hey, you know, that's that's what it is. But I did not. But looking back, I didn't have respect for the journalistic aspect when I was a junior in undergrad, I really didn't looking back yeah. on myself. Yeah. And it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, even when you say you kind of look back at it, you're, you know, you, you realize that, which is a, you know, a big step and a, you know, big sign of growth. And not only that, if you, I think everybody, including myself, if I listened to my first three, four podcasts, I, I would, I'm like cringing half the time on some of them, you know, probably even asking, Oh, I should, I should have followed up with a better question and all that. And it's like, it's good for you to do that. And I'm saying that to everybody that that's like listening, because there, there's gonna be so many learning curves in life where whatever career profession we're in, if we don't cringe at our early work, then I would say you're probably not growing. Or I would say you should probably go back and recheck and uh, double check yourself because I, I, there's a lot there that you couldn't fold in, you know, learn from, right? Oh yeah. I, I, it's just no, as I said, knowing what I know now, and you and Brian, even you know it too. It's just when you, as a journalist, you know, you do a lot of research on your interviewee, and you 
and or if you're going to talk to an interviewee about a specific topic you just look you just scour you search you you try to find certain points and back in those days i just i was just asking about the team i was not i was oh man i was uh, mm, looking back it's just like you know i i did not know i didn't know what it took but at the same time it was you know i did not know the word journalism i didn't know what journalism was i know what communication was but i knew i didn't know what journalism was and i would i would say probably even a lot of people in in the programs like you know journalism is this, this whole another spectrum of what it is to do like in sports like you know whether if it's like you're learning from J.A. Adonde at Northwestern who mm-hmm. teaches the journalism program there it's that is so much more broad and you're so much more in depth in that kind of schooling it's like what you're doing now that can never be taken away from you and you're going to be so much more ahead in the long run than a lot of people just kind of breaking into it some people are naturally great or it's like some people naturally just kind of cruise by and don't take it seriously. Uh, I think you, you realize that you check yourself, you know, when you're younger and now like you're close to graduation and working on your master's and coming out of it, you're going to be much more mature and much smarter than a lot of other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, there's a lot of things that I've, there's a lot of things that, I just go into depth when it comes to journalism with with just technicality, reading the words accurately, uh, the tech like technical meanings, and uh, you know you you have a point. I I feel like I've gained a lot of knowledge over over you know a, over a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> just, I, I, just with the journalism aspect. Absolutely, man. And you know during COVID, you sort of you know I'm gonna fast forward a little bit after that. Like 2020, you started your own show mark and jagger explain sports getting your getting your feet wet there starting something different uh how was that show ran did you guys do a podcast there or a youtube show so 2020 that's the year i graduated from undergrad i visited mark and i we were talking about it january of 2020 february 2020 march of 2020 and COVID hits. We, then COVID hits. And we were getting it started. I'm, I'm just trying to think back a little bit on the timeline because February 26th, 2020, my hockey season ended. We were upset. Uh, we were predicted to go deep in the playoffs, but we fell short, way short of the mark. I went to Philadelphia to visit Mark and that's where we met. That's when I met the the guy at the time who started us. His name is Armand Alia, and he and and I and, we, and I spoke to him for the first time in person. And we and that's when we got the podcast started. So, you know, that's March of 2020. We I leave Philadelphia, and still like you know this. I was at Curry. I was in school still. And then COVID hits. And then that's when, uh, because I was home and I had a lot more time. Uh, that's when we started our podcast. And we, and it, at the time it was Mark and Jire Explained Sports. And we just talked to, at the, t- at the time it was hard for, for us to talk about any sports because there was no sports. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. At the time it was hard. Uh, 
and it, it was in in mark is one of my he's one of my greatest friends um his parents and i, I like you know i always consider his mom his mom like a, a third mom to me his dad his dad and his dad is like another father my father figure that i look out that i look out for um what, you know what, we just what did you take away from the from doing that show that kind of prepared you to where you're going for now like as far as like getting your feet wet there, uh, what people could do. Yeah, exactly. The preparation. Preparation. The preparation. The preparation. Um, the preparation. I would say, uh, and and I think Mark also wanted me to 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 study a little bit harder when I, when we started when we started podcasting. Um, it's the the prep the prep work I feel was was something that I really began to learn because you know I just wanted to get better uh, I wanted to be I wanted to sound more confident uh, when I when I was talking to Mark you know one thing that I, one thing that I took when I to Hofstra one thing that I that I learned when I got to Hofstra is that one of my uh, mentors said you know talk on the radio as if you're talking to you know your best friend. Yeah. But when I was talking to Mark, I feel I was pretty good. I felt like I was talking to my, because I was talking to my best friend and I, and I felt like I could hit him on certain things. And it's just like, you know, this is the deal, you know, like this is, this is what's, this is what's up. I remember 2020 because baseball had a lockout. Uh, we had a, we got into, I was mad at him because he said, because Noah Syndergaard, he got Tommy John surgery that Yep. Like, oh. right. Like as COVID, as COVID was the thing. And the thing was, is that, you know, going, you know, at the time people, people across America were dying, people across the globe were dying. And we, and he didn't agree with Syndergaard getting the surgery. But my thing about it was, you know, Dr. James Andrews, whoever does the surgery, he's not Dr. Anthony Fauci who helps with COVID. There's a, there's a difference there. You know, and it's and you know he and I and I feel like and I felt like it was Noah Syndergaard's ob obligation to do whatever he can to get back to to his job for whenever he can. So he made a decision to do whatever he can to get back for to his job. While Mark disagreed with it, him and I like we were like I like I went I went at him because I because I was like you know hey look this is his job he has to play ball like you know. What, what is he supposed to do? He 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 might get a big contract soon. He he's got to do what he's got to do. So, I so you know that the prep and 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 all that kind of stuff. That's what that's one of the things that I took away from. And I felt like I could explain those those points to Mark, and I was pretty comfortable doing it. Yeah, exactly. You make a great point. Doing your homework, having the research out in front of you, uh, gives you a lot more knowledge. I mean, especially for each podcast and whatever, if I'm talking to friends with sports, like you, you want to know what you're talking about. You don't want to speak out of your behind, you know, you just like throwing stuff out there and all that. And like you said, mentioning other show preparations, if you have, your, you're trying to start a podcast, make sure your mic works, make sure everything is working beforehand because you'll run into a lot of technicals. There's a bunch of stuff that, you know, you, you want to make sure you have a backup plan. If Zoom's not working, well, maybe you have Google Hangouts ready. Maybe you have another record, uh, recording source ready. And th that's like the kind of stuff you're talking talk, talking about there. And uh, man, so like even, so after you have that experience, you get into your first like sports role working 
for the NHL and MLB uh, network as a broadcast associate. I know they're both in uh, Secaucus, New Jersey. Uh, what was it like when you kind of got that interview, man, when you were in there? So, I mean, would you want me to start out from the very beginning on like how I like first like got in? I mean, yeah, man. No, no, I'm saying like, how, how did you feel? How was that feeling? Or like the excitement oh, level? How, the, the, the feeling, the feeling was great because, you know, as I, as I mentioned before, eighth grade Jair watching, you know, David Freeze tie game six of the world series in 2011 and, um, you know, Jair Brooks Davis being that kid that, you know, teachers didn't want to, that teachers didn't really like, you know, he wasn't pretty good at school, um, you know, growing up, growing up, uh, you know, and then you make it to MLB Network, NHL Network, something that, you know, there was times when you questioned if you could ever make it to that level. Right. Absolutely. But then, but then, but then you, but then you realize, but then like at the time in the back of the head, you felt like you were going to somehow be there one day to walk on studio 42. It was a, it was, it was great. It was a, it was a great moment. Uh, we, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to have to backtrack a little bit here, Brian, if you don't mind. Sure. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, I was, well, I was recruited at the, at the NABJ in in fort lauderdale they, they they say it's miami but to me it was really fort lauderdale area <laughs> and and i went to and i have to give a lot of credit here to rob to rob parker from the odd couple uh fox sports one's rob, rob parker and i and i have to give him some love we i was walking down the hallway and it was at the jw marriott turnberry i believe it was that's the hotel where the conference was i'm walking this way he's walking this way i come from an nfl thing he says go to this dinner I go to the dinner. First thing I, I see when I walk, first person I see when I walk in is Isaiah Thomas from the from the Bad Boy Pistons. Oh, yeah. and, and they were honoring Miami legends, Charles Johnson, former Miami, uh, Florida Marlins catcher, 1997 World Series champion. Yep. I asked him who was the most dynamic uh, pitcher that he caught between Leiter, uh, AJ Burnett, Levon Hernandez, all yeah. those guys. And then Levon Hernandez, underrated career. Yeah, yeah. He got into his answer and then a guy gave me a card and he said, email me when you get home. I emailed him when I got when I got home. It was a guy from the MLB uh from the commissioner's office in New York. And nice. then I got in then I got in touch. This was going into my senior year. I got in touch with uh I got in touch with people from MLB Network. And then, you know, I got and then you know, this is this is August 2020. This is August 2019. 2019. I, I remember when he when he told me, you know, we we want you to come to Chicago, New Jersey, and visit. So I fly from Boston to Newark. One of the it was one of the craziest days of my life. I I found a dog that day, like oh, outside wow. my dorm. <laughs> and then I I forgot my resume to print out my resume the night before, and I was sweating like running to the library and then like I had to run back to my dorm and then a guy named Matt Henderson on the hockey team he dropped me back at my dorm then I took an Uber went to Logan Airport in, in Boston flew to Newark and it, now this now and you asked me originally you know like the feeling you asked me about the feeling of you know 
going to MLB Network, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, just absolutely like yeah. just kind of getting that. It's like you're describing it, you know, going to the airport. Yeah, it's like, you know, you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I, you know, I get, I get into Newark. Uh, I fly into Newark on United. I. And you, and you see, this is the part where, where it really gets me because growing up, I, I, my mom, she worked for, she worked for Goldman Sachs and I'm looking from New, from Newark Liberty out to like lower Manhattan. And I, and I see the exact buildings that she, that she worked at. And I see the place, the place, the places where, you know, like, like the building where, where I went to daycare when I was younger. And, oh. I, and I'm just, and I, and, I, and I call my mom and I'm telling her, man, like, you know, this, this is cool. I, I spent a couple of hours at the airport. Then I took an Uber to Secaucus. I go to Secaucus and I'm seeing like the buildings and everything, uh, the World Trade Center, uh, Freedom, uh, Freedom Tower. And it's just like, man, like th this is, this is going to happen. I get to, I get to network and it's just, you know, it's just amazing to, to walk through for your first time. You're doing, you're getting a tour. I remember Matt Chinchimino. He gave me a tour on my on my first time in the building. This is pre-COVID days. I was wearing masks and everything, <laughs> and and it was just you know I fly back to, to to Boston, and I'm just like wow. I remember, but back in New Jersey, I met Will Cope for the first time. It was just it was just an amazing experience, and I get to, and I and I you know I got I got to see the label in, but but you know did my tour, flew back to Boston. December came around, I visited the network. I hung around a little bit, learned, saw some, saw some things. Part of me was like, you know, I'm, I don't think I can make it here because I learned the editing systems at the time. I wasn't good at it. And then as time, and I, and I kept on sending my work into William Cope and he was recruiting me heavily. I, I believe it was heavily. And we, you know, we, we flipped to 2020. I went to Budapest, Hungary. I sent him some stuff when I was back from when I was in Budapest and I, and then, you know, the talks were coming in from my friends and family saying, they're going to, they're going to hire you. And I, and I didn't know at the time, cause I was still thinking about grad school. Right, I got right. to, I got to, uh, it, it becomes February slash March. This is COVID is coming. COVID is coming. It's, it's, it's heard, it's heard about. And I remember I got that call from Will Cope and, you know, Jerry, you know, I'm, I'm going to see, you know, there's an offer for you to, to join MLB Network as a free, as a freelance broadcast associate. And, you know, I just, and it's just, you know, you can't, you can't believe it because it's, because it's just like, you know, it's just a, it's, it's, it's a job that it's a job that you, that you were envying when you were, when you were like 10 years prior. Yeah. And know? starting off at school, you're like, man, this is like, it's like your first big break, you know, it's, it, yeah. And for some people that, you know, it might not seem like the biggest thing, but man, it's like, you know, when you, when you get to say you have yourself a career in sports, it's, it's a surreal feeling. I can imagine. I, don't have that yet but doing the podcast it, it still brings me a lot of joy but like i can imagine you're 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 hearing that you're like this is baseball maybe it's the big time this is the mlb the show you got all that i mean i'm a, i can imagine me and you are both big baseball fans so you, you're hearing that you're like 
this is absolutely exciting. Yep. I, I just, I, I, I called my mom. I was, uh, I drove down the road from Milton into Hyde Park and I just, I just couldn't believe it. Like, you know, I'm uh, like, I will be network. They're interested in me. And then one, and then one of the things, the, and the last, one of the last things that Will Cope said to me on that phone call was, well, you know, hopefully, you know, COVID doesn't, uh, doesn't ruin it, you know, because I'm hoping we have an on time star for baseball. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, a lot and, of uncertainty during that time, especially because we just had the 60 game season and then you, we're moving right into the, uh, the full season, which is last year. Now we're facing another lockout. Yep. Yep. Potentially. But, 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 to, but to sum up everything and I gave a long answer, you know, it's a great, it's a great feeling when you get that call, you know, coming from, you know, you're, and it's just like, at, you know, no, I was not, I was from my, from my school recruited to go to MLB network at, I was, I was, I was the only person, you know, I wasn't even the best editor video. I wasn't even the best video editor. And I got that call. Nice man. That was, you know, they, they definitely saw a lot more in, in you than what they saw from other people. And you know, man, they didn't even it, know anyone else. They didn't even know anyone else. That's crazy. Yeah. With, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what you're doing over there at Hofstra, you know, you're getting your master's degree. Now I want to ask you like, you know, graduations are going to be upon you soon, you know, the coming year or is it this coming year? Uh, it, it, it's this coming year. Nice, man. Oh, oh, no, no, it's this year, this year, this year. Yeah, the, the, this, uh, by this year's end. And uh, what, what do you, where do you see yourself 10 years from now, man? What do you want to be doing? Like, if there's like one job out there, AJ, uh, you know, man, you can have this job. What is it? Sports broadcaster, uh, studio host. A broadcaster, studio host. I can't say specifically where, because in our, this field is very hard to tell. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's very it's very hard to tell you never know what happened i could be in davenport iowa then I, then you know you could get an offer in miami then for all i know i could get an offer in connecticut that's that's where you know what, what is that what is that one what is that one team you would uh want to be calling the studio host or you know broadcaster for i know you're repeat alive. the first part of the question uh, i said what 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 is that one team that you would want to be broadcasting for is it the new york mets it does, honestly, I'm not, I'm not picky. I'm not picky because there's, because I feel like I'm pretty good with a lot of what, what I feel like I could mix in well with, with a lot of other sports. Um, like from there's like, I have like certain, I have a certain mindset of a host and analyst and insider right. based off of my experience at MLB network about who's like, you know, you have Harold Reynolds, who's an analyst. Cause he played, you have uh Fran Charles who, is a host brian kenny's a host and joel sherman is in uh i just have i just feel like i could work in a sense of host slash insider because i because i could get the story right. i i feel like i could do i feel like wherever i could go i could do anyone and do i feel like i and do i have a certain team not i don't have a specific team no not a problem at all uh with with that said, man, I want to ask you one more question before you uh, go here. What's the one piece of advice uh, anyone listening here today that you would have for them that's looking to break into sports? What's that one uh, hot piece of advice that you that they should uh, go lay out there today? Uh, a piece of advice that I would have 
is just put the, you know, you got to get up every single day, even, even if it's hard and, you know, you just got to find a way to make it happen. Sometimes you have to make it happen for yourself. I were, when I, where I went to undergrad, uh, people didn't make it happen. A lot of people I feel never made it happen for themselves. I didn't, you know, I didn't have the opportunities that I had at Hofstra, that I have at Hofstra today. And I made certain things for myself. I'm, I know a lot of people laughed at me, a lot of people criticized me, but they just, looking back, it's, I just think that, you know, I did very well for myself because I, because of where I made it to. Yeah. It, and uh, it's, a, it's a great thing you mentioned that there, People, you know, people are, are, I'll say, I'll say nicely, people are mean and they want to see people fail, even though they know you, they, some people will really root against you or they just laugh to see people fail because they never had the courage to take certain actions in their life or, you know, go after something that they really wanted. So it's like, Pete, you're always going to see people like that in life. And I'm saying this to the audience. Mm-hmm. We're always going to see people root against us, you know, be jealous. There's just a lot of uh, unseen or reasons on why they would go at you in certain re- in certain ways. So just I want everyone like listening, be prepared for that because it's it's not just going to happen once. It's going to happen a lot of times down the road, and that seems like what you're sort of getting at there. Yeah, back you know when I was at Curry. Mm. It just was it. The school just wasn't isn't it for me with the personalities. But at Hofstra, you know, I'm at WHU. I'm at the Crown. Uh, when I when I when I mentioned beforehand about uh, knowing different sports, I I feel like I'm pretty much the 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 beat writer for Hofstra men's across. Nice. I, I yeah, and a lot of those people, a lot of the people at Hofstra, they respect me for for that. I got an. I'm doing, I'm supposed to work tomorrow's game for, for the Chronicle. I can't attend the post-game press conference. A girl asked me if I need any help with it. And I told him, I'm good. I know the <laughs> team, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much, I never played the sport, but I practically, am an anal- I, I could analyze the team and then I, and I could be an insider for the team and I could be a host for the team. But anyways, you know, back to the thing about, or about, you know, advice that I give to people, just, just stay passionate stay passionate, just try to just, you know, as I said, put one foot in front of the other and keep it going and make opportunities for yourself. And, and a big thing, Brian, that I, that I would like the, the, your viewers, your listeners to know is you have to network in this business, yeah. network in this business. You got to meet a lot of different people. Even there's people that I don't even know that even that, that even added on LinkedIn, you know, you know, okay. I re- yeah, the, you know, don't, and you know, you have to also reach out reach out to different people, ask questions. And that's how you get to know someone. And there's times when, you know, Brian, where I've seen, I've seen some, you know, questions that are not the greatest, but then there's sometimes when you have to ask, when you have to find a way to ask a question in order to get yourself recognized. Yeah. You have to find a way to get yourself recognized. You got to put your name out there, meet different people, work on your reels, ask questions, volunteer, do whatever you can to get your name out there. That's advice that I have to give. And, and, and something that you said, Brian, just be the best person that you could be every single day. Uh, absolutely, Jerry. Thank you so much for your time today. 
No problem. I hope you all enjoyed that interview with Jair. The guy is rad. I, uh, first thing right away, I love, of course, he's a baseball fan, but the uh, 2011 World Series that he mentioned was one of the best World Series ever between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Texas Rangers. I, I love that he brought that up. It's uh, if you, you, any of you haven't listened to it or uh, sorry, watched it, go back and watch the highlights. It is one of the most down to the wire World Series you will ever see. It is uh, still to date my favorite one to watch and to go back because it was so close there. And uh, one thing that I want to harp on some more that he touched on was networking with people that you don't know, like connecting with people on LinkedIn or maybe reaching out to people on social media, Instagram, Facebook, on people you don't know. This is how you network. It's a great way to get out of your comfort zone. And Jair mentioned uh, uh, that on the show, that's how we actually met. I mentioned, I uh, messaged him on LinkedIn. That's how I actually get a lot of my guests is by reaching out to people that I don't know because that's how we grow a powerful network. I hope you guys all enjoyed the show today. Please send me an email at brianargot at gmail.com. I want to hear from you guys what you like about the show, what uh, I could improve on. And, uh, you know, I'm always trying to improve on here, just like I'm trying to help you guys improve your lives. Have a great day, everybody.